Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I'm Erica Del Sordo, here to discuss topics that affect people's personal and professional lives. Join me each week as we talk with experts who know how to answer life's questions and ease your mind. Hi, I'm Erica Del Sordo, and welcome to today's talk with Erica. Thank you for getting us, for being here with me. Before we get started on today's great show, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to my YouTube channel and feel free to like and comment on the videos that you like. And please, uh, you can find the direct link to YouTube on my website. That's ericadelsordo.com. Now, today I have a very special guest again. We've seen Dr. Kimmel in the past. He's back. Dr. Joel Kimmel is a clinical psychologist who has been in practice for more than 40 years. He received his bachelor's degree from Queens College and his doctorate from Hofstra University. Currently, Dr. Kimmel manages a group mental health practice in Coral Springs consisting of psychologists, a psychiatrist, a school psychologist, a professional coach, and social workers. Throughout his career, Dr. Kimmel has also served in many different capacities. He's been the team psychologist for the child protection team of Broward County, the adolescent program psychologist for several chemical dependency treatment programs, and served as a consultant to several corporations resolving employee conflicts and developing violence in the workplace prevention programs. Now, Dr. Kimmel publishes a monthly e-letter available at kimmelpsychology.com for professionals, patients, and other interested parties on a variety of mental health topics. He's appeared on several radio programs and podcasts, including this one, discussing various mental health topics. For the past several years, he's focused on the creation and development of Be Vitals, an online behavioral health assessment for children. Dr. Kimmel has also participated 12 times on the March of the Living since 1996 and has been instrumental in its development in South Florida. And that is exactly what we'll be talking about today. He served on the Operations Committee, chaired the Broward County Delegation to the March of the Living, and was the president of the Friends of the March of the Living for four years. And while not at work, Dr. Kimmel enjoys spending time with his lovely family, reading, traveling, and do-it-yourself projects. Dr. Kimmel, thank you for being here with me again today. How are you? I'm very good, Erica. Thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for being here with me. Um, let's talk about this march and how it actually got started and what your role is with it. Sure. Absolutely. Well, personally, um, I got involved with the March of the Living basically through my daughter, uh, who was in high school. Uh, this is back in 1995. She was in high school, and, and her grade year uh, was when she was eligible to go on the March of the Living. And she heard from some students who had participated in the previous march about the experience, and she came to me and she said, Dad, I'd like to go on this march. You, can't, you know, can we find out more about it, and can I go? So I said, absolutely. Um, my father was a liberator, and he was in uh, the Army during World War II, and he uh, part participated in the liberation of a concentration camp. Wow. And I'm sure that traumatized him you know, throughout his life. He seldom spoke about it, but I knew about it. So I had this kind of background about being involved with uh, Holocaust education and Holocaust knowledge. So my daughter and I went to this uh, meeting and found out more about the March of the Living. And at the meeting, 
she want, decided she wanted to go, and I was asked whether I would participate as a psychologist because the travel group included uh, doctors and clergy and educators and adult supporters uh, and mental health professionals, and they asked me if I would go because this obviously was a very emotional experience, and mm -hmm. I jumped at the opportunity, and I, I was hooked ever since that, that march. So that's how I got involved. The march actually started in 1987 with some meeting from some Israeli dignitaries and some uh, South Florida uh, individuals and educators who decided that uh, this was a good opportunity to teach about uh, discrimination and, and tolerance and uh, through the lens of the Holocaust, so to say, from the experience of, of what happened during the Holocaust, we can teach young people about th this can actually happen by speaking to survivors and hearing the stories of survivors and being with them at the actual camps. Mm -hmm. is, uh, it's, it's a life-changing experience. So um, it started, the first march was in 1988. There's a march every year. As you said before, I've participated in 12 of them. Uh, there have been 31 marches. This is the first year since 1988 where there will not be a march because of the pandemic. Wow. So uh, it's, it's kind of diff very disappointing because mm -hmm. it's, it's such a meaningful experience, yet there will be a virtual march of the living. Uh, it's Tuesday night, April 21st at 7 o'clock, and people can attend by going to the website MOTL dot org march of the living dot org and participate in the ceremony and uh they'll have young people speaking there'll be some dignitaries some people who've been on previous marches and it will try to convey the the message of the march and the importance of it okay um i can go on and on i'll, I'll just tell you quickly <laughs> what the march of the living actually is it's a two-week trip Mm -hmm. um, for basically for high school seniors and juniors. And it occurs during what's the Holocaust Remembrance Day, Yom HaShoah. The first week is spent in Poland and the second week is spent in Israel. And the first week during, during um, the trip to Poland, uh, we visit it, areas that were significant to Jewish life before the, before the Holocaust. Poland had over three million Jews living in, in Poland before, before the Holocaust. And it was really the center of Jewish life in Europe. And um, during the time that we spend there for that week, we visit the concentration camps of Auschwitz and Madonic and Treblinka and Birkenau, as well as the Warsaw Ghetto. And we also meet, have the opportunity to meet with uh, Polish students in high school and there's a sharing of information. And a lot of kids, you know, continue this uh, connection because of now the availability through the internet. Mm -hmm. So they, there's a lot of understanding and learning that goes on between the teenagers and, and, the, and the Polish students. Uh, the march itself is a, it takes place on uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's a 3.2 kilometer walk from mm -hmm. Auschwitz to Birkenau and uh, it's marched usually in silence. Uh, there are about 10,000 participants from 52 different countries around the world. And at the end of the march, there's a ceremony where dignitaries speak and some of the marchers speak. And periodically, they honor different groups. Uh, one year I was there, they were honoring Amer American liberators. Other times, there are uh, 
completion of the writing of the Torah. Um, just in a lot of just invigorating uh, experiences that really teach about tolerance and prejudice and discrimination and how we can really better the world. I like that a lot. And you've been the president of one of the organization, is that right? Well, I was the president of the Friends of the March of the Living. Friends which of the is March a, of It's Living. a fundraising group that provides scholarships. We, we raise funds through golf tournaments, et cetera. And it provides scholarships for children in Broward County and Dade County to participate in the march. It, and especially, we just don't want wealthy kids going. We want all <laughs> to have the opportunity to go. Right. And so you've gone to this march every year, you were saying. Well, I went 12 times. It was, it was every other year. It was 12 every other year. times, but I got to a point where I couldn't get up early in the morning to wake the kids up. And, you know, it, I guess I got I like my creature comfort. So <laughs> I, I participate with the adults now. Uh, and it's, it's very meaningful to see not only the reactions of the kids, which we meet on the march, but also some of the adults because their parents or their grandparents had been in the Holocaust and they've been Holocaust survivors. Very moving experience. It seems like it is. That's very, very nice that that happens every year because remembrance is, um, that's very important. We have some pictures actually of your trip. I don't know if you'd like to discuss some of those. We've got a lot of pictures here. Sure, I'd be happy to. If you put them up, I'll explain them. Yep, let's talk about this. Um, very nice pictures. Uh, here we have your first one. Okay, I wait, just lost you my screen. There we are. Okay. Uh, this is in, this, in that, this is in Auschwitz. It's, it's uh, Auschwitz now is, is basically a museum that's consisting of a lot of buildings. This is a um, picture of, looks like it's a collection of prosthesis that were taken from uh, people who got off the trains to Birkenau and when they were gassed and, and, and cremated, these were the remains that were taken and are on display to show how every possible uh, valuable for people were, were, were taken and stored away. And this is on display. Okay, wow, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And this is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, this is actually on the march itself. It gives you an example. Um, almost everybody wears uh, blue jackets with the mm -hmm. March of the Living insignia. Uh, this is marching towards Birkenau from Auschwitz. And uh, as I said before, there are about 10,000, sometimes 12,000 people who attend, both adults and children. And they're not all Jewish, by the way. There are some organizations that come that have been invited by the International March. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very this nice. Is, this is uh, ovens. Uh, for cremation outside the gas chamber in Auschwitz. And you can see the memorial candles and the flowers that are left. Uh, I always take the opportunity to say Kaddish, which is the memorial prayer for the departed at, the, uh, uh, at these ovens. So I usually grab a few kids and some adults and we all say it together as, as a way of honoring those who have been uh, destroyed. Wow. Wow, and th this is a pretty powerful picture right here. Oh, it's, it's even more powerful in person. This is, a, this is the gas chamber at Auschwitz. It is, uh, as you can see, uh, all concrete. There's a hole at the top where the uh, 
soldiers or guards or whoever was in charge at that time would drop a pellets into the gas chamber. There would be, this room would be packed with people where they, they would really basically have no air to breathe. Uh, what you can see here very clearly is that on the walls there are scratch, fingernail scratches and people clawing as they were dying. Um, it's pretty, it's, a, it's pretty grim in, inside there, but this is something that must be seen um, and experience, I believe experienced for people to realize how cruel and inhumane other people can be based on their hatred and, and what they've been indoctrinated, indoctrinated with. Absolutely, yep. Okay, this is the start of the uh, uh, March of the Living for uh, Broward County, I believe it says, the, the placard says, this was a group, I think this was in 2012, when uh, we, we left, you can see the Arbeit Mach Frey sign mm -hmm. on top of the uh, entrance. Uh, this is a very famous, uh, iconic photo, but this is the group as, as our group, our delegation marched out and on the beginning of the March of the Living. Wow. These are powerful images. I mean, this is really, this was real. This and is, uh, this, that, that picture you just brought up, this is a picture at Treblinka, another one of the camps we visit, and there's basically, there's nothing left at wow. the camp. But there, I believe, is a survivor in the middle of that with a bunch of kids. And you can see the different languages is basically never forget. And uh, it's, it's, it's giving me goosebumps now as I talk about it because this, 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 the sight and the memories and the being there is just so powerful. I can see that. This is, um, like I said, these are powerful images. This is really something else. Uh, they're, they're amazing photos that you took. This is really um, sad. It's sad. We can say it's sad and it's um, frustrating that there is still hatred that goes oh. on. And, that's, and what's scary is the amount of hatred there is in our country, in our world now, and the resurgence of Nazi slogans and swastikas and paraphernalia and salutes and people dressing up and, you know, some of the on online websites selling this paraphernalia, which promotes hatred. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just shocking, and it's one of the fears of the survivors is that after they all pass, you know, who's, who's going to remember and who's going to tell the story? Mm -hmm. and, and what's really said is that once you hear a witness or a survivor, you be, become a witness, and that's how the message is passed on. Mm -hmm. The placard, this is in the, the midst of the railroad tracks in Birkenau, the very famous railroad tracks, okay. and what the participants on the march are asked to do is to complete this, this memorial plaque and leave it on the, on the railroad tracks. And this year, because there won't be a march, there's a virtual memorial plaques that you can complete on the website. Oh, so, I like that, okay. But it's a reminder at, uh, you know, kids and adults and, and those who participate pour their heart out into uh, this very emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, here's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's a, it, it's not at the end of the march. It's actually, uh, once we've come into Auschwitz, that, that's a very iconic building. The railroad tracks are to the left. Um, these are different groups who, who've marched in, and we're going, walking forward to uh, a, an area where they have the ceremony. And everybody wears a blue jacket, and 
a lot of people collect pins from different from different delegations that they uh, pin on their jackets and so forth. Uh, but it's it's very moving. It looks like it is. Yeah. Now, who's and, this? And that's my son and myself in Auschwitz, believe it okay. or not, in, in uh, 2004. Wow. And, okay. Yeah. And uh, what, what, what really gets me is that uh, when I walked into Auschwitz with my daughter, when I walked on the march with my daughter towards, uh, towards Birkenau in 1996, I thought that how many fathers walked in with their daughters into this camp and never came down or came in on a train and never came out. Mm -hmm. And I had the same feeling with my son in Auschwitz. I mean, it really strengthens your bonds with your family, you know, to realize we're the lucky ones. Yeah. That's powerful. Wow. That's a, that's a very nice picture with your son. Thank you. This is back in the the museum in Auschwitz. Those are just one of the, uh, bins of shoes. There are, you know, many bins of shoes. And in Madonna, there's a, there's a couple of barracks filled with shoes. And I remember a survivor telling me one time, she said, look at these shoes because on every shoe, for every shoe there was a foot. Wow. And it just brings home that six million is a number, but it's six million individuals. Yep. It's people just like us. That's just it. They are people just like us. People need to remember that. And there's, um, there's insensitivity. We had this discussion a little bit earlier about, you know, there's still swastikas that are put up, you know, in certain places and it's, that's not acceptable. And people think that it's funny. They're being funny and it's, that's not, this is why what you do is good to get the word out because people need to understand that that is not a joke by any means. It's not a joke. Absolutely um, not. It's, right. it's, a, it's an obscenity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I think a lot of it is ignorance also, because mm-hmm. if you've seen the gas chambers, and, and that's one of the purposes of the, the march, it's an educational purpose. Mm-hmm. If you go and you see the chambers and you hear the stories and you look at what people can do to people, I, uh, hopefully it, it, you won't hate. And, and that's the, really one of the purposes of the march is to eliminate hate and eliminate intolerance and to eliminate discrimination. Mm-hmm. You know, the Nazis not only killed Jews, but they killed homosexuals. They, they killed uh, the disabled people. It's, it's everybody who didn't fit their, their, their stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is what people need to understand. But you were right about ignorance. I don't think a lot of it is so much that they're, they're being mean and they're doing it on purpose, but they are, but it's, it's ignorance. They don't understand the impact it had on so many people. Exactly. It's ignorance. And it's also, I think, uh, people who have such anger and hatred inside themselves that they find a cause or a belief mm-hmm. and and in some way, it, and this is now psychologically speaking, in some way, I think it helps them to, and not in a good way, but it helps them to, you know, have an outlet for their anger and, and through their hatred. But the anti-Semitism and anti-peopleism, call it that, is, has been rampant throughout history. And it's always, we have to always be on guard to prevent evil. Mm-hmm. You know, but what's said is that for evil to flourish, it's good people have to say nothing. Mm-hmm. This is true. 
and that's why we need to speak up. Yep. You as a, you, right. And I was going to say you as a, a mental health um, therapist, I mean, what advice do you give people to kind of handle those types of people who are out there who just don't understand? That's a, that's a really hard question because um, if, if people are diehard haters, it's very difficult to communicate with them. And it's probably best to uh, avoid enraging them in any way possible. But those are diehards. And most people aren't diehards. There are those who are miseducated or uh, have some issue that once it's resolved, they, you know, you, you can form a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, the best answer is education. And, and the Holocaust movies and, and the Holocaust Museum in Washington, the Holocaust uh, uh, exhibit in Miami, uh, throughout the country, mm-hmm. and of course, Yad Vashem in Israel, they're, they're all educational purposes. And the more we learn and the more we realize that the people who were killed were just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and there was nothing special about them. They were just ordinary people. That ed- education, I believe, is the tool. And I, and I certainly support and encourage, you know, all educational systems to teach about the Holocaust. Oh, I like that. I really like, I wanted to repeat the website you had given because you said that's April 21st is the next. Tuesday um, evening. Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock. Tuesday evening at seven o'clock, you go to MOTL.org, right? Okay. Yep. That's what, I mean, this is one of the reasons that we're doing this because both you and I feel that the word needs to get out. Education is key. It always is with everything. Um, And this, this subject in particular needs to be one that's brought up. And and Erica, I I thank you for doing this. Uh, You know, it's, uh, and not everybody does this, or, or some people would feel this is not newsworthy or that this is a topic that should not be approached. So I, I applaud you for under, un, undertaking this and, and giving me the opportunity to talk about the march. It is, a, it is a subject that needs to be approached and discussed and brought up. So absolutely, you're, you're welcome and uh, anytime because it is something that needs to be discussed. Do, would you like to add anything at all um, about the march, about where, out, where else folks can go? Well, yeah. Um, there are different delegations throughout the United States and Canada, Mexico, Brazil, South, other areas in South America, Europe. If they are, want to find their delegation, they should be able to find it on MLTL.org. The next march will be in April or May of next year. Hopefully, uh, it, it, it will be safe to, to travel. Mm-hmm. What I didn't spend much time on was the week in Israel. The week in Israel, just really quickly, yeah. is, contains two holidays. One is the uh, 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 Memorial Day, what we would call Memorial Day. It's Remembrance Day. Um, and then immediately following that is uh, the Independence Day celebration. So there's a, a march in, in Jerusalem that is uh, a lively and full of life and a celebration. What's, what's interesting on Memorial Day in, in uh, Israel is that throughout the country, a siren goes off on the night before and everybody comes to a halt. Mm-hmm. Cars on the traffic stop, cars on the highway stop, 
they get out of their car, they, people stand at attention for, I think it's two or three minutes. Wow. And then it's all it's silent memory because almost everybody knows somebody who was killed. And the next evening, the siren of, uh, plays again, and then it moves into the jubilation and enjoyment of, of the Independence Day celebration. So it's quite an experience to be in Israel for those holidays also. Sounds like it. That is quite the experience. Wow. Now, we've often referred to the march as going from darkness to light. And that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is powerful. Everyone needs to watch that. When, when they do these marches, by the way, over in Israel, where can we view that? Is that also on MOTL.org? We can yes, I believe them. that the, the, the Jerusalem march will be on MOTL.org. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure of that. Okay. Well, That's thank great. you. Thank and, you. Yep. I'm sorry, but if people want to go, go to MOTL.org, check out the delegation, and, uh, you know, if they're interested email, get in touch with the, with the chairs of the delegation and see about participating. Okay. Um, I want to get to our sponsor, but then I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about where people can go again, because I know a lot of people are probably sitting here right now going, where do I go? We're going to repeat those links. And then when I post these links, of course, when I post the video on YouTube and on all of the podcast channels, you'll be able to find the links there as well. But I would like to mention real quickly, my sponsor, uh, let's get to him, Cobra Joe Productions, which is a fantastic organization right there in downtown Hollywood, Florida. The first Sunday of every month, downtown Hollywood's Dream Car Classic takes place along Hollywood Boulevard. That's between 19th and 20th Avenues from 10 o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon. And the Dream Car Classic features dozens of classic cars, trucks, exotics, and other one-of-a-kind vehicles that are on display. Attendance is always free for spectators. There's free face painting for kids of all ages and other booths that you can visit. See Cobra Joe Productions' Facebook page for more information. It's quite fantastic. All right, so we're back with Dr. Kimmel. And I do want to just go over again where folks can find all of these links, where uh, you might want folks to find you. Um, and let's let people jot some of these things down. Okay, well, if they want to find me, they can go to my website, Kimmel Psychology, K-I-M-M-E-L-P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Or they can go to my Kimmel Psychology Facebook page. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, in terms of the, the March of the Living down here in uh, Dade County, they can go, I believe, to Greater Miami Jewish Federation. In Broward County, they can go to, I think it's BrowardJewish.org. In, in Palm Beach County, uh, I'm not sure what the Federation's called, but the Federation is, in many areas, supports the March and they have connections. The most direct way probably is to go to MOTL.org and there's a tab, I believe, for delegations or find your delegation. They can click on that. If, they're right, if they live in a state or an area where there is no delegation, they could join the International March Delegation, which compiles people from all around the Northern Hemisphere, actually, and uh, put together a group for them. Okay. I like that. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, if, if someone just does a quick Google search, I'm pretty sure something will pop up for them as well. Correct. 
Okay. I'm going to put all of those links when we post this, they'll be all over the place. So folks can just go ahead and click and find out what they need. Dr. Kimmel, thank you for being with me. It is always wonderful to talk with you. So thank you. You offer up amazing information. Thank you. And and, uh, thank you for your interest in the market. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Have a wonderful week and thank you so much for everything. Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.